The Champions League makes its case against Andrea Agnelli and it is delicious. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday the 10th of March. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Eddie Russell. You little cherubs, how are you doing? Very well, thanks. Good. Very well. How are you, Kate? I'm all right. Still reeling off the uh, information that you did a gap year, Luke. Uh, no, that's not correct. <laughs> that's not correct. It's not strictly correct. Tell us more. I was inside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for, um, for petty theft. Oh, right. What yeah. did you go for? I uh, stole everyone's opinions. Apparently. According to our list. Someone's watched Free Meek recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Some lovely lo- some lovely lockups down this in New thing. Zealand were there. I think I think that um I think that it's I didn't get a gap year, by the way, just in case you're wondering. No. Didn't have the money. No. <laughs> now that is a joke we could all get behind. <laughs> I don't I don't know why people don't support me when you so obviously bully me on the show. <laughs> like, I get no sympathy about that. No sympathy at all. Oh, sorry. Do you want a yeah. bit of sympathy? I, I prefer it. When Pete used to take the piss out of me. Really? Why? More creative. More... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so hurt. At least yeah, I know I've got Brassel on my side, haven't I, Brass? Exactly. Yeah. That's... Brass is on everyone's side all the time. Sinister. Yeah. The only person who likes more people than Andy is Jim White, as we discussed earlier, who likes everyone. Even like genuinely terrible people, Jim White still likes them. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we probably haven't got time for that now. No. It's and we can't list them. football last night. Bloody we hell. We can't list them, can we? We're no. here all day. Mm. So, I'm really happy about this game for many reasons. One of them is that I love to hear Brussels say Porto. Porto. Yeah. Hello. I I just wondered, that was very skillful, Kate. I wondered how you were going to get from passive bullying to Pepe. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, you've managed it. What a bloody game. I haven't enjoyed a game of football as much as that. For a long time. I actually can't even think Mm. when I have. I was... I was going to say I really enjoyed that 5-4 FA Cup game with Spurs, but obviously they lost in the end. But that was like as exciting oh, as that, 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 like, that felt like too many goals. I, 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 I don't know. I felt like the Taking goals the had to be worked for here. Obviously, yeah. there, were, mm. there were less goals Which and they were spread over more that, time. Given that Chancellor and Bemba and Pepe were in centre-back, <laughs> you had to work for the goals. But Pepe's still amazing. Pe- Pe- people, people think I'm <sighs> talking shit when I say that, but now... Yeah. It's, it's a bit like, for me, it's a bit like the Barcelona 8-2 to Bayern Munich. Yeah. It's like the rest of the world knows I'm not mad, or yeah. at least not about this thing. <laughs> Porto were incredible. They harried, they defended, they were down on their hands and knees by the end Ooh. of it. They played for, what, six, oh God, my maths is terrible, 66 minutes or so without, uh, with, without an extra, without the normal number of men. Yes. It was... Why don't people reference it that way more often in professional football broadcasting? They they now no longer have the the normal number of men. Medi Taremi is a bit of a prick, though, wasn't he? Kicking the ball away. Oh Jesus! You, I- you say that. I wondered when he did that. I wondered if the referee a could have shown a little bit of leniency as he showed a few Juventus players who were on a yellow card. Certainly after that, mm. I thought particularly. Um, Quadrado, who could have been booked probably about eight times. Yes. But I think, it, it, A, it reminded me a bit of the Van Persie at, at Camp Nou because he hit it so quickly after the whistle went. Yeah. And that all, was a terrible decision at the time, though. And yeah, it, still it, isn't it? it was. And obviously there's crowd noise. I mean, Taremi going, I can't hear that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just not going to fly, is it? Because, yeah. Despite the fact he did do that. But I think the thing is now, players are conditioned to play or have started to be conditioned to play past the whistle. Yeah. Like before, mm. you play to the whistle, you play to the flag. Whereas now, oh, it might get VOD. Let's stick yeah. it in the net. Yeah. 
So I, yeah, I think it, I, I think it's a little harsh in, it's a really good in, point. in that. Oh sense. my goodness, you completely made me reassess my entire view again. Yeah, he does Sorry. that a lot, Andy. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, I I would just like to bring to the table that Cristiano Ronaldo mm. absolutely embarrassed himself in that wall for that free kick. Oh. I mean, I'd have no idea what he was doing there for a player who has achieved so much in the game. Is obviously an athletic specimen. To turn your back like that and to kind of shy away from a free kick that was going along the ground. Now, of course, I know he didn't know it was going on the ground when he made that decision. But <laughs> it's a Champions League knockout game. Apparently, your motivation for still doing all this is you want to win the Champions League again. You don't want to win it that much, do you? He won't take a ball in the nuts, Andy. What's going on? <laughs> well, Rabio didn't do wonders for it as well. And Wojciech Szczesny might have done a little bit better as well. Although you can say he wasn't expecting the ball to come to him and he maybe didn't see it properly. I mean, it was a bit of a catalogue of accidents but did you not think it was really really poor no oh, it was dreadful yeah, yeah. It, was, it, it was dreadful but I, like, I'm, I'm not sure if there can really be a, a case for individual blame I think there are a lot of Juventus um, players and you know maybe even the coach that you can have a, a little blame of uh, it's funny I was reading James Horncastle's article on The Athletic on it this morning or on Ronaldo's future or what Ronaldo's future might be and uh, he just had this little line in it about how um, Fabio Capello calls Artur the rugby player because he only ever <laughs> he only ever passes it sideways or backwards uh, I enjoyed that that is excellent um, I enjoyed Miguel Delaney describing Ronaldo as a, oh. a siege weapon that needs to be wheeled into position <laughs> Like, so that's like one of those cap- catapults Don't in the Middle Ages. Or... Trebuchet. Trebuchet. We had a lot of trebuchet chat on this show down the years. Look, if, we, if... Had a, we had a, a proper running battle between two listeners who were medieval weapons experts oh via God. the email yes. section. If, so. I, if I felt that my future was to leave Juventus and be wheeled out to Greenwich's Naval College, I, I think I could Or to LARP. That. Just to LARP. <laughs> so basically all you do is you spend your weekends doing live action role play weekends um, with medieval weaponry. Ronaldo wouldn't want to do that. He doesn't want. To, he doesn't want. To, he want the ball in the. Oh, but it, it wouldn't be like in Peep Show where like someone's going. Are we the baddies? If you're with Ronaldo, you're definitely yeah, the, the baddies. baddies. If you could roll Ronaldo up, put him in a catapult, and fire him towards the goal at the same time across company. That's not the most useful use of Ronaldo, though, is it, Luke? I mean. <laughs> Seems like you know a lot about. Can't get your money's worth though. I mean, you pay him a lot of money. The least thing you can do is get rolled up into a ball, and get to a. You catapult. seem to know a lot about lops. It lops. Laughing, laughing. I do. This... Yeah. Me and Pete do it every weekend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite? I'm a. Uh, I dress up as like a medieval wizard and cast spells. And Pete's a little. But that's not real. That's the whole point with it. It was supposed to be like pretending to be real. Like wizards know, aren't you real. Did nothing about it ten seconds ago. Now you're an expert. <laughs> Bluffing your way out of it. And, Pete, and Pete's like a little goblin fella. Like a bit like Gollum. He walks. He's a little loincloth on. Do you reckon this could be Juventus's next venture? Seeing as the Champions League clearly doesn't work oh for them. Oh my god. I mean, I mean uh, do you think, Kate, the reason you enjoyed this game so much, not just because it was an excellent game and very exciting and there were lots of twists and you know there was a beginning middle and end to it in fact there were probably two or three middles to mm. it but the fact that it came just after Andrea Agnelli had his little this is the future of football you're so transparent Agnelli yeah. you are so transparent yeah, yeah you might be right when, supposedly when you're writing when you're plotting out a novel a good thing to do is to keep the points of te- like a crime like a crime thriller the point is to keep the points of tension all quite close together mm. so you have little lulls but then you keep there being really key moments of so like uh, the start of the second half where you get the Chiesa goals and the sending off exactly yeah. it's like right. it was plotted you're exactly right, right. Uh, there's so much incident that it's it's impossible to, to think about all of it and, and the, like by the end in the fourth minute of injury time after all of the extra time there was still like Juventus still looked as though they might score it was just so there, exciting there, there, right up until the end there was also a great bit when um, 
when um, Porto scored that free kick, we just we talked about yeah. earlier. The way the camera shot was, you just saw all the Porto <laughs> subs running across the very bottom of the screen yeah. in their bibs <laughs> onto the pitch. It was, it was crazy the way it was framed. It that, went, that's like a little of, animation. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's of raucous celebration is what you want. Funnily enough, is what made me love Italian football so much as a kid. The fact that, you know, if someone scored, it was just such a such a palaver. Yeah. You know, you get like 15 ball boys getting involved, loads of people in club coats that you don't really know what they're doing there. There's never any goals, that's why. <laughs> yeah. The thing I like probably most of all as we move on to talk about Dortmund is um, I think Andrea Pirlo mournful might be the best Andrea Pirlo. Oh, yeah. I felt sad for him. No, he looks but oh, I did. He looks amazing anyway. But when he's mournful, that yeah. he looks like he's going to look into your soul is, is that and better tear than, out your heart. Is that better than smiling Pepe? Smiling Pepe I looks weird. Because so. he was he was relishing it too much, wasn't he? He but, he loves the struggle. But the thing with Pirlo that you're right, that, that sort of mournful face on the touchline oh, throughout. So... A, I think it just made him look like a little boy with a beard and out of his depth next to Consisau, who was on top of it. Oh, and yeah. Maybe the way that it unfolded tactically made me think that. But the thing that made me feel less sympathy for Pirlo, and it's not his fault, or it's not all his fault anyway, the fact that at the end, him and one of his assistants came and had a go at the ref. And it's like, come you, on, mate. You played like yeah. that in the first half and you think you can have a go at the ref. Oh. Like, serious? So, so, come so, on. So, Consisau is a man's man. I mean, he's a man who looks like a man among a lot of other men. Isn't he? Yes. He's, I mean, compare, I mean, and you, you know, we were all fans of Pirlo here with his beard and his, his kind of far off thousand yard stare and everything, but Conte Sal means business. Yeah. He's, You're right. He's he looked going like a child. All the way to the top, Sergio yeah. Conte Sal, no yeah. doubt about it. Pirlo looked like a child. You're right. He looked lost. That's child, what it was. That's why it was so gorgeous. A child with a beard, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, he's got testosterone, but he's still ultimately not a grown up. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of which, <laughs> Erling Holland yeah. <laughs> scored hey. twice. And sent Dortmund through against Sevilla 5-4 on aggregate in the end, this one. I can't say I watched a lot of it because I was sort of living through every moment of the Port... Port... Mm. Port... Say it? Port. 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 Sometimes Andy says no as a Portuguese person as well. Go on. No. Oh. <laughs> it just sometimes drops in there. It's you so fancy, good. You fancy doing that? No. Where's that come from? <laughs> I thought it was your cap. Yeah. Um, That's yeah. my petulant side. Yeah. Of course, all of the, the penalty incident, we can talk about that. But I also really enjoyed the... I thought the first little goal was was really cool, the one that actually stood. Mm. The the little amazing assist from Marco Rice and then just so not like... As nonchalant as when nonchalance was first invented in the in the late 19th century. And then <laughs> and then lifting up Marco Rice. Like a, a cup. Like a cup. Yeah. Oh, Brilliant. I, my favourite moment of the whole game was something you've alluded to, which was the disallow goal, where Erling Haaland, who's, I think, what, 20 years old, mm. um, he, he just battered a defender onto the, onto the floor, just smashed into him. And that is your worst nightmare as a defender. Think, Bloody hell, this kid's only a, he's only a boy. And Fernando's <laughs> tough enough. I mean, yeah. obviously he's smaller than him, but he just shoved him over, yeah, didn't he? he smashed him out the way. It was like a proper, he's a proper iron fist in a velvet glove, isn't he? Did you, did you see, talking of that assist for the first goal, did you see the tweet that Cesc Fabregas made about Marco Royce and said, oh, good old Marco Royce, what a player he would have been if not for the injuries. Oh, he's still been bloody good. Yeah. In, in, in fairness. Such a neg, isn't it? He's, yeah. he's, he's yeah. been on the cover of FIFA a little bit too much and I yeah. think that is what make, is making Cesc feel so... I mean, I remember going into a Sainsbury's superstore in South London a couple of years ago. Mm. And they still call seeing... superstores? 
Probably not. <laughs> a, a large, a large Sainsbury's. Just uh, say and Sainsbury's. See, and seeing like a cut out Marco Royce there. <laughs> that's that's too much. See, see I I'm, mean, on, I'm on Seth's side there. That's yeah. too much. Yeah. You don't need. A, I mean, the cutouts of Marco Royce in British supermarkets is way over and above his reputation deserves. Yeah, I think so. But it's on a the large other... size, did you say? Yeah. Wow. Which is only about that big. No, six foot. He's only six foot. That's because so, he was being lifted Wiry, up by a child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was an amazing story that came out about Haaland, wasn't there, related to Man United. Go where, on. Where he, um, where Man United wanted to sign him, but they got the time of the meeting wrong because oh they forgot God. the time difference between... Their... I mean, that's bullshit, right? Surely that's well, you say that. Crap. You say that, I'm going to give you two words. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ed Woodward. <laughs> 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 okay, sold. sold. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so the idea is that the Man United official was told to call Holland's agent, thrash out um, a three million, three million pounds yeah. deal. Cheeky mm. stuff. Wouldn't get one of his toes now, would it? Wouldn't. Um, maybe the little one. No, anyway, uh, at nine a.m., Everton also interested, but only Salzburg ran, rang in at the correct time. Sliding doors. So awkward. Sliding well, doors. I know, I know. It's a nice story to say it's sliding doors, but he's got a career plan, and he, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have gone there anyway. Oh, Andy, coming in with his fact. Pathetic, sometimes. Sorry, with my pen. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have gone there. Bursting your balloon. You only would have gone to Sainsbury Superstore. <laughs> well, Holland was supposed to, was a member of the Norwegian Man City supporters group for ages, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I know, that's Until, really like, sweet. Until, like, last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's only young, isn't he? You forget, he's young. He probably wants to be spending a A year ago, all right, sorry, I'm exaggerating. But, but anyway, who, he's realised that it doesn't look great. to withdraw from a Facebook group? Well, I'm not even on Facebook, so... Well, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, you had to move on from some of your... Slightly unusual. Again with the bullying. <laughs> I won't get any sympathy, Andy. I won't get any sympathy for this. I'm telling you. Just a lot I've been dealt. Well, Holland becomes the fastest player to have ever reached 20 goals in the Champions League. He did it after 14 games. What a joker. It took Lewandowski 36 games. Mbappe, 40. Slow coach. And uh, Ronaldo, 56. As discussed, mm. he's a trebuchet. Uh, Jude Bellingham, also excellent, but there's going to be plenty more on this uh, with you, Andy Brassel, isn't there? Yeah, there will be. Um, we'll be looking into it all on OTC on Thursday, which will be me, Don Adebayo and Nicky Bandini. So we're getting lots of that Juventus blowback. Can you also ask him if any of them feel like Jude Bellingham reminds him of Brian Robson? Okay. I, I will do. Dotton's older, so he might remember. The thing is, he looks more durable than Brian Robson, oh, which, yeah, well, which is I amazing mean, yeah. at 17 years old. Can we talk about the... It'd be the... quite hard to find a football that isn't more durable than Brian Robson. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> Certainly these days. <laughs> did, did, did we, talk, we didn't talk about the, the Holland penalty thing, did we? No. Oh, that was, was fun. The, the, I mean, the, the penalty that was disallowed, then there was an amazing second save, then an amazing block. It was an incredible passage of play, yeah. which, which I know that on the statute books won't actually <laughs> represent anything anyway because nothing was scored and then it yeah. was disallowed. But I kind of feel like that's an amazing passage of play that is now forever lost to the annals of time. That, that didn't officially happen in football terms now, did it? Because the referee ordered the retake. You have to keep it alive. I actually think you should make it your life's goal to retain that. We should meet every year. And speak <laughs> Larp it. <laughs> I remember buying 101 great goals as a kid. I can't imagine, well, I can't imagine buying VHS now, but buying 101 disallowed penalty no, saves. Baker and Kelly should do a VHS it's nice. again yes. in 2021 of the 100 lost passages of play. I like Email you. them in. It, tweet them. Whatever the show at footballround.com. <laughs> get it in. All the, all the things that have been lost. Also, I think what was lost in the aftermath of that when uh, Erling Haaland baited Bono and all the Sevilla team got very, very upset. Assist of the season, really, by Matteo More. 
yeah. who, you know, we talked about, you talked about um, Holland lifting up Marco Royce, but actually Moray, who's even smaller than Marco Royce, managed to grab Holland around the neck, wrestle him to the floor in the pretense of a celebration, but he was really stopping him get, getting whacked by Lucas Acampos, ah, which was right. very, very skillful. It reminded me, you know, of that famous... Lucas Podolski and Yuri Shahin thing mm. when they're at Cologne and Dortmund and they they had that bit of to and fro and then Shahin scores the winner in stoppage time Just and it's knee slide a thing. really wet pitch yeah, yeah does the massive knee slide slide past Podolski and Roman Weidenfeller comes rushing from his goal and gets in Podolski's face so Shaheen doesn't get the second booking. Now, that is great captaincy. It always makes yeah. me think of like Ro- Roman Weidenfeller being like the German football's Kevin Costner. Like, yeah. I can always feel Whitney Houston playing in my head when I see the highlights yeah. of that. <laughs> sort of thing Jens Lehmann would do as well. German goalkeepers generally are very good at creating distractions. Yeah, but if, if Jens Whether Lehmann... Whether it's a contract gonna... like Neuer or, a, or a, a stealing a fan's glasses like Jens Lehmann. If Jens Lehmann is going to charge from his goal and do something unusual. I mean, it doesn't have to be provoked. It doesn't <laughs> have to be for a reason, does that it? True. More Champions League to come tonight. Of course, Liverpool playing. Um, and we know, perhaps, that Jürgen Klopp will not be Germany boss no. in the near future, <laughs> despite the fact that Jürgen Löw has announced on his Smooth Classics at Seven show that <laughs> that he will be leaving the post at the end of the season. That's the easiest job in radio, that Smooth Classics station. You're listening. Be- because all you've got to do, obviously, first of all, classic pieces Is this of ASMR? No, no, no. No! <laughs> Everyone listening, Kate's just discovered today what ASMR is. And she's found it very difficult to get her head around it. We need Pete to explain more accurately. We'll come on to that shortly. But Pete can do it in the voice as well, but can't he? If you He's got those skills. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's sickening. If, if, um, <laughs> if, if you're working on like a classical radio station, first of all, the pieces of music are all about 10 minutes long, right? Mm. First and foremost. Second, so all you've got to do, because it's so chilled out, every 10 minutes is just go, the unmistakable sound <laughs> of Brahms. And that's it. And the, the music the thing comes is, again. I thought when there were that's long it. pieces of music <laughs> like that, you have to go... Reload, reload. <laughs> yeah, Text rewind. me on 8569. <laughs> rewind. A rewind, Kate, is in the drum and bass of Jungle Kids. <laughs> anyway, Yogi Love. Yes. Only, only love can break your heart. Quite. And yeah. he has, kind when love of. love comes to town. By has he broken anyone's late. heart? He's left too late. No. He's I, done a Roy so, Jones Jr. thing. Yeah, maybe. I, I think it's, it's interesting that everyone piled on Klopp immediately. I mean, Klopp has said that sometime in the future he's interested in Germany. But A, before you get away from, get even get onto the ridiculousness of Liverpool getting rid of him now, which mm-hmm. is, I, I think it's totally off I the know, table. He's lost six home league games in a row. Why would Germany want him? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're very good at that already, losing at, <laughs> yeah. losing at home in Barrow. the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you look at someone like that who's so involved I, I find it hard to see him being a national team coach. Yeah, yeah. you said to me before. I think that's probably good fair, point. Yeah. The, the, the Hansi Flick one is is interesting because he's oh, a shame for him, though. I think at this point, I don't think he should be doing that at this stage. Isn't but, this a sort of retirement gig? Yeah, no well, that's, what, that, that's, that's how everyone thinks of international football these days. But the thing is, with Hansi Flick, is he's had a bit of time away from it. He's done so brilliantly at club level, which is not necessarily completely applicable to international football. But I think it's the fact that he's got this really quite 
publicly terrible relationship with Hassan Salahamidzic, who's the sporting director of, of Bayern. So when it comes to discussing contracts, player futures, all that sort of stuff, there's a lot more stuff that could happen. I mean, I think people will look at it and think it is ridiculous because he's won everything with Bayern. Why would Bayern want to get rid of him? Mm. I don't think it's just that angle of it. There's a lot more to it. Okay, I liked it when Yogi Love scratched his balls and sniffed his fingers. Yes, yeah, sorry, we were supposed to do our favourite. I mean, that's... Come on. You see, we that's all, the, I think we already known for. Yeah, we already were in the World Cup. We already discussed, <laughs> didn't we? That I, I, I had that Lego figure of him, which can hold a tactics board, but fortunately, with Lego hands, <laughs> cannot scratch, scratch and sniff his own bollocks. <laughs> Did you not feel pity for him when that all blew up? No, I thought the man is standing on the touchline (laughs) of one of the world's biggest sporting events, scratching his nuts and sniffing his fingers in view of about 45 (laughs) cameras. In what world is he going to get any sympathy for that? He's just showing he's really comfortable with the job. It he wasn't for the curtain really in his hotel room. <laughs> on a long lens, was it? He just knows how to make himself at home. He was just demonstrating his complete confidence in in his job. And that's fair enough. That maybe he wants to own it. I'm just saying that's what he'll always be known for. Yeah. Isn't it? Anyway. Well, anyway. He, yeah, he thinks he's had had some great triumphs, but ultimately it all boils down to Luke's nuts, memory of his nuts. nuts. Yeah. Not just my memory. It's a, Everybody's we've never memory. had such a response when that happened on the round. <laughs> anyway, I've got I've, I've been told to, I've, been, I've been told to tell everyone that over on this week's episode of Between the Lines with the excellent Melissa Reddy, uh, Melissa delves into the relentless pressures that referees are under in football in 2021. She speaks to former Premier League referees and amateur referees as well about their experiences on the field and what can be done to help them, as well as the sways of rule changes and how to fix VAR. Mm. All you need to do, listeners listening wherever you are, is just search between. Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy in your podcast app to listen and subscribe now. And I would strongly recommend you do so. It's a fantastic show. Every episode is great, really revealing, really uh, eye-opening as well. So, And this episode is no exception. So that's Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy. Search it wherever you get your podcasts and listen and subscribe. Brilliant stuff. Do it. In fact, do it now. Hi, I'm Danny Welbeck, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. We've got one here from Steve Whoa. Dunn. Oh, boy. He's got a first, big man. Careful we had the that. jingle, didn't that's we? The, that's Different the ad Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> also, <laughs> give Danny Welbeck a bit of credit. Give him a bit of time to... Give Welbs... Welbs is that guy. Welbs is that guy. You say that, but Steve Durr's getting mentioned twice, so he's happy about he's it. Sure he is, actually. Yeah. Three times now. Yeah. That's a great point. Welcome back to the Football <laughs> Ramble. It's me, Brass, and Luke. In your ears, and so are these. know what time it is it's Steve Durr time he's been in touch regarding Jules medical advice on Monday this past summer my friend and I were swimming in the ocean in Charleston South Carolina when he was stung by a jellyfish I told him he needed to pee on it but being a medical doctor he disagreed turned out is exposing the sting to the air above the water that creates most of the pain if you rub off the area you were stung very well before leaving the water it's supposed to reduce the pain not done any research to confirm this but he is a doctor so maybe this can help people 
people in need instead of dousing themselves with piss. We're not talking about them dousing themselves with piss. We're talking about a concentrated area. Yeah. I like the idea of two men standing but on yeah. the beach screaming at the top of their voices, piss on it! I'm not pissing on it! You piss on it! I don't want to piss on it! Uh, so you've got to rub yourself off instead of... Yeah. Le- instead apparently of pissing. So okay. That's apparently the football so. ramble position. Rub yeah. yourself off. Yeah. Okay. Um, Horses... Horses for causes, I guess. Although yeah. a medical doctor has, has called for it, and and thank you, thank you, Steve. Uh, I thought there was something. Thanks, in, I thought there was something in the the kind of chemical makeup of urine that meant it it um, essentially um, assuaged, if that's the word, um, the, the the infection or the pain or whatever. Well, that was the delusion that Jules was apparently labouring under. No, but, but I don't think it is a delusion. I think I kind of agree that that is the case because I remember my. My granddad had a similar thing when he was in, in um, on holiday somewhere, and it was the same situation. He had, also pissed on himself. Had to, had to. But then this is probably back in the eighties, so <laughs> medical medical innovations probably moved on since then. Um, generally speaking, we're not we're not treating medical ailments with piss. Generally, are we? I would say leeches. That's what you want to use. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to us. No. Yeah. We're not medical professionals. Okay. <laughs> That would be my call on this. Chris Hines also written in uh, something that we can deal with far more efficiently in response to Jim's call for football music crossovers. It's not that obscure, but worth a reminder that Clint Dempsey of Fulham and USA fame is also a rapper with the moniker Deuce. He is. We talked about it a few years ago and um, there is a video up. It might still be around. Just search it on YouTube. There's some kind of, it might be a video game launch. It might be an announcement of Clint Dempsey signing for an MLS team or something. Um, but he raps. He does actually rap. And he's got a basketball shirt mm. and some glasses. Uh, it's not great, to be honest. Um, but he, he does try very hard. Well, there are two issues with this. Mm. Firstly, he's not a Dutch forward. Yeah. And secondly, weren't Juice some sort of um, uh, bubblegum pop band as well? You don't have to be a Dutch forward to be involved in music. I mean, I'm thinking Royston Drenter. He wasn't really a forward. He did got involved. Winger? Well, I think he yeah. falls into that category. Fair enough. I mean, we should also say that when we had the Ramble Meets with Danny Murphy, I think it was a Danny Murphy episode, he said that... He's Clint- not a rapper, is he? <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. He once said that Clint Dempsey reacted to some bad team news. Um, he reacted so poorly mm. that he punched a plate glass window <gasps> and sliced himself up badly. Clint Dempsey did yeah, that? Yeah, got a temper on him, apparently. Bloody hell. Okay, yeah. well, right in. Tell us more. I think we need a lot more. We need a medical columnist, basically, yeah. don't mm. we, on here? Show at footballramble.com. If you have any medical queries, go to NHS Direct, please. Yeah, or we do what we do, <laughs> just ask Pete. <laughs> anyway, um, now it's time for... Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Yeah, one of my favourite... Uh, is that a jingle? Or just a clip, in it? One of my favourites of all time. Is that a jingle or is that something that's been used in Luke's game and you've recycled? Yeah, I've recycled it. Um, I've got a new game. I've got a new game for you guys. I haven't got a jingle or a name for it as yet, huh. mm-hmm. but the guys have prepared a couple of little bits and pieces for me. We're workshopping. Um, is that what this yeah, is? Yeah, so, I mean, we might hear some, some production a bit later on, but if you like the game, email in. Tech, uh, tweet in, can't text in, I don't know why I said that. Tweet in, don't give us a name it. for it. What we're going to do is we are going to play a uh, higher or lower type game based on Andy's knowledge. We're going to test Andy. What's what's the, the game limits. called? I haven't got. I just said I haven't got a name for it. I just said well, it's that. Like Luke's game two. No, I didn't even want to call the first game Luke's game. It just got stuck as that. Right. It's, it's, you can see why people would find that hard to believe. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Quite. Don't <laughs> yeah, me. Um, but Andy, we're going to play. We're going to play for it and see how we go. So basically, if I win it, can I name it after me? You can't yeah. not win. All right. It, can no, no, you? No, that's fair. No. How can you not win it no, if it's, it's just you? I'm not in this. You'll see. I'm just sitting back. You'll see. Oh. If you get to ten. 
you can choose the name of the game. Okay. If you don't, the listeners will. Okay? Okay. All right, so it's you versus the listeners. Okay. Um, we're going to go... Don't set it up like that. <laughs> it's you versus everyone else in the world. <laughs> First of all, you're going to choose a number to pick the category you're going to be playing on. And it could be, for example, international caps. It could be pro appearances, goals, international goals, and so on. So I need a number from you between one and five. Five. Straight away, five. Okay. Five is international caps. How exciting. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the, a player and you're going to tell me if they achieved a higher or lower amount of international caps than the previous player. Okay, that's how easy it is. So all you've got to do... It's okay, quite I easy. Think yeah. that, well, I think I follow that. Yeah, so right. it'll, be, it'll become quite fairly clear. Um, so I have 10 players here and if you get all 10, you can name the game, all right? Here okay. So your starting player is Sergio Ramos and at the time of recording... He has achieved 178 international caps. Yes. So your next player, and all you've got to do is tell me whether it's higher or lower and um, see if you can get to 10. <laughs> the next player is Sergio Busquets. Lower. Correct, that's why he's got 120 caps. 120 caps for Sergio Busquets, okay? Your next player, has he got more or fewer international caps than Sergio Busquets? It's Ivan Rakitic. More. Oh, fuck. You're not playing. Sorry. Look at Mason. Less. Fewer. Yes. Two. Damn. I only said less rather than fewer to annoy Kate because she interrupted. Yes. Out of order, Kate. Um, By the way, the reason Kate's not involved is because if I tell her she's playing a game on this show, I have a week of nervousness. (laughs) But she never stops messaging me about how badly she's going to do. So I just cut her out of it. So, (laughs) Ivan Rakitic. It's because I need to get get focused, is why. So you've got two so far, okay? Next up, 106 caps for Ivan Rakitic. The next player is John Terry. Fewer. Uh-uh. That's what? also correct. Oh, my God. 78 How caps. are you doing this? 78 caps. People listening can play along at home. That's three. After this, Peter Cech. More. That's four. Peter mm. Cech's got 124 international caps. 124. Okay, your next player, Ashley Cole. Fewer. That's five, 107. Goalkeepers always get more. 107. Yeah, you'd have to go. Don't diminish my achievements, especially as I'm only halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) Number six. Here we go. Has he got fewer or more than 107 international caps? Stuart Pearce. Fewer. That's six, 78. Okay, now's where it gets really tough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Higher or lower than 78? Fizzer. Fewer. <laughs> That's correct. Got three players to go. Watch as the mention of Fizzer makes things more difficult. <laughs> Fizzer gets. got fifty nine. Actually, it's a lot of international caps for a man who literally exists as a figure of fun on this show from now on. Uh, so fifty nine for Phil Neville. Fizzer. Next player. Num- player number eight of ten. Paul Gascoigne. More. He says more. Mason's shaking her head. She has no idea what's going on, but she's shaking her head. What do you think? I'm not convinced, but I got two wrong already. Paul Gascon got less than 59 caps. <laughs> Andy, you lose. That breaks my heart. He got 57, sadly. No. So you got, as far as I can work <laughs> out, you got to play a number seven. That is the benchmark. That's right. the benchmark. There are 10 to go every time we play this game. The record currently stands at seven. What are the other categories? Um, Can you tell me that? Or is that yeah, classified information? Category- I want to play now. You can't. Yeah, maybe next time. This is so like the playground again. This is. I'm getting flashbacks. I'm going to have to... Why was everything...
two-player game. I never. There'd be two people. It'd be a two-player game. There'd be three people. There'd be a three-player game. It was never a mace number of people playing games. Because the whole world is your game, Kate. Right. The whole world is your playground. Um, mm. The other categories are international goals, uh, pro appearances, just general amounts of professional goals. It's different every time. Okay. Uh, but you got international caps this time and you got seven players, which was very good, but you still technically lose. Okay, okay. back to you. Does that mean I win? Yeah, why not? Thanks. Um, give a moment now as it's... Um, <laughs> as Brassel's looking really miserable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to reflect on the year that we've had, as this week it's a year. It's a bloody year since football shut down as a result of COVID. Mm. It, it feels like a hell of a long time and also an incredibly short time in some bizarre way. Um, there was, of course, no Premier League last night, which is pretty much the only day in the last... I didn't know where I was. Yeah. Just turn TV on at six o'clock or whatever ridiculous time it is. Where's yeah. the football? It's back later. 90 Day Fiancé, what's this? Yeah, no, it's on tonight, isn't it? It's on tonight yeah. again. Yeah, Man City v Southampton. Plenty. Pl- there, has been pl- there have been plenty of games played. Some people might say too many, but last night, none. Um... And I just wanted a chance to reflect on what, what we've missed and yeah. what it's been like. It's not the time to reflect, isn't it? It's a good, it's a good idea. Year, a year on, lots changed. I know. Lots of you guys have been tweeting in to talk about what you've missed from not being able to actually go to the games. Um, Divvy Dave. <laughs> he called himself that on social media. Divvy Dave. <laughs> Dave, have a bit of respect for yourself. For goodness sake. Unless Charlie's just called him that. Maybe, maybe, maybe Divvy's short for divine. Divine Dave. Nice idea. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Tell us, Ryan. Missing my weekly dose of real football at non-league level, the game in its rawest and purest form, a linesman who can't run, a midfield hatchet man and half-time dishwasher tea and a foam cup that burns your mouth to pieces. That stuff's bad, isn't it? Because you can't then taste anything for the rest of the week. I love all those things. It's made me pretty nostalgic. We went to a Peckham game, didn't we? Peckham Town game. We squeezed one in. That was an amazing experience. Andy got in trouble for asking for a green tea, you remember? Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In Peckham. And I, at a what? non-league game. No, Peckham's actually, Peckham, exactly yeah, the sort of place you would true. get a green tea. I don't point. know what you're talking fair about. Point. Peckham Town isn't actually in Peckham, though, to be fair. That is the thing, isn't yeah. it? But yeah. um, I, miss, I miss all those places, almost all those things. I mean, they've rectified that, by the way, now, Peckham Town. What, just because yeah. of you? In your honour, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of too hot food in the reminiscences that we've had on Twitter. Steve Jones says, pies that are hotter 20 minutes after you've bought them <laughs> yeah. than they were when you first got them. And, and Kyle's on about Bovril and the stench of a well-used toilet. Are they separate things? Um, <laughs> it's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Luke? What, what um, have you been missing? I've, I've missed... This is a bit more of a um, an ethereal answer, but I've missed the appointment of football. Mm. As in, like, I know it kind of got a bit this way before COVID happened, and I think I probably complained about it at the time because I complained about everything else. But I, I like the event of football. I like the fact that there's loads of games at the same time on a Saturday. I like I like that Saturday Sunday. Generally speaking, our football, our, you know, our, is, is English football league and English Premier League uh, games. Generally speaking, is an appointment to watch and you kind of feel a little bit cut adrift. You don't really know where you are with things. There's certain, certain games here. Teams have played different amounts of games there. and it's, So I miss that kind of routine of it, I think. Mm. But but, I, and I, and, but worryingly, and it'll be very, very interesting um, to get your guys' take on this and also how, how people feel more generally. I've start, I've now got used to the idea of there being no fans in the stadium. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even register with me now. It's, it's almost quite overwhelming, I think, when you see... A clip of old 100%. old football exactly with fans. Right in. Word, yeah. it's, it's funny because um, I think Leon published yesterday um, an Alex Lacazette goal because it was four years since they uh, beat Roma in a Europa League game. It was a brilliant game, four two, and um, the noise when Lacazette's goal goes in 
It's amazing. Yeah. That's the thing I miss the most. Yeah. The noise when the goal goes in. And I think of all the stadiums where you hear that and it's something that they've they've done really well at a new stadium in Lyon. The, the noise when the goal goes in is pretty spectacular. I think it's difficult to get more than, say, Marseille, where I remember Andre Ayew scoring the winner against um, Inter at a Champions League game I was covering. This was ages ago now. And it was... I think I described it at the time. It was a bit like a drum and bass night. You can't just hear it in your ears or even in your jawbone. You feel it in your chest. Yes. And it's amazing. And it was, it was like for, that. You asked for a rewind to the goal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, was, it was like that when I, I was a student and I lived up the road from St. James's Park. I lived about like five minutes walk away from St. James's Park in my first year there. And you'd just be like sitting in your front room on like a Saturday afternoon and you just hear the noise of a goal. Oh, yeah. It's just amazing. Stadiums right in the middle of, of City. Well, they're quite rare now, of course. Yeah, yeah. When, they're, when they're full. I, I can remember going to a Portsmouth game midweek um, and being and being late because I was kept behind at work or something and legging it from Fratton train station. And you can hear it all over that area of Portsmouth. It's funny, though. Floodlights see... are in the distance. Amazing. It's an amazing experience. We've, and we've lost that for, for a year now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, seeing that goal... It not only made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up, it was with me all day. I was driving back last night from um, doing the co-commentary on the Juventus-Porto game and um, I played Can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't even like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> but it was the goal music that Leon used to play. and It made me feel good, like re-listening to it. And so what you're saying is that an empty Spurs stadium playing Darude Soundstorm every time as a goal isn't quite the same thing. It's I'll, really not the same thing. I'll tell you what, Kerncroft 400 has done bloody well out of this pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> zombie Nation. Love yeah, of course, yeah. the sound of, that is a tune, though, the zombie Spurs Nation. stadium is, has been designed to you yeah. know, really make the most of the crowd acoustic and, mm, yeah. you, and talk about feeling it inside you. It's, oh, I mean, it's amazing. And Kate, it's amazing. I love it so much. That, you know, That's yeah. one of the main things I think most people love about football, just yeah. being in that cauldron of noise and excitement mm. and and I've I've missed it a lot. I always think I also think in terms of being at games, I always feel afterwards that I found the perfect route to get out the quickest, yeah. and it's that little challenge <laughs> yeah. of trying to do that every time and being convinced that this time is the time that I'm like out to the tube station or oh. whatever. And I never am, obviously. But it's well, getting getting that, getting home from Spurs is like one of those fucking. SAS novel out in the 90s <laughs> do the job and get out as quick as you can it might take you about three weeks to get there home there are still people coming back from their last home game <laughs> yeah, exactly they're still travelling yeah, yeah exactly. so I, I haven't missed I certainly haven't missed that part of it but the, the yeah it's, it's, it's gone so fast and football feels so different now and you know I think we've all had for example too much Steve McManaman we have I disagree with that you know we've, we've had too much of it and, and we haven't had enough I don't think um, insight into what the players are saying during a game. We've said, we had some of it and we pick up on a few bits and pieces. But do you remember that game at Barcelona they put, which had no fans because there were some protests? Yeah. And they released a video of all the players and Suarez yeah. was in their mess. It was amazing listening to them. You could oh, hear yes, everything they were yes, saying. Yes, yes. Mm. It was amazing. Suarez was like slating Messi the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, I think, I mean, I think I've said this on the show before. And like, yet he was begging for more yeah, by the time yeah. he left. I couldn't, amazing. I, I said this on the show once before and I went to go and find the video afterwards and I couldn't actually find it. So I don't know if it's been removed. But in my mind, I'm sure I remember at one point Suarez screaming at Messi obviously in Spanish don't call for the ball if you don't want it <laughs> <Lionel Messi. laughs> that, that is proper husband and wife yeah, business yeah, isn't it yeah, yeah, amazing. don't, don't say you're going to take out the bins and not do it yeah, exactly it is bin day actually I can see why you're thinking of that down, right. down my end no Thursday's mine oh is it we had to delay all the on the continent recordings do you remember back on <laughs> Thursday morning 
back in the day because uh, we had to wait for it I to I was go thinking through. today it's good to be out because the bins aren't going to be coming. Uh, yeah. Kate, Luke, this is too good. Let's save it for the Patreon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, of course, hearing the players is something that has been really enjoyable, though. I, I love, you know, the chance to hear anything Antonio Conte gets up to because he loves to have a bit of a, yeah. a meltdown at everyone. Of Who? course, we saw the uh, giving, giving the finger. I mean, I guess we would have been able to see that even if the crowds were in um, recently to Agnelli. Who was it? Who was it who, that was great. Who was it who said that uh, when well, Antonio... No, that wouldn't have happened, would it? Because You're he, right, could, it he, could, he could hear Agnelli shouting at him. What am I talking and about? It, and exactly it, and right. it might have looked like he was giving the finger to a member of the crowd who no doubt would have reported him. Well, that would certainly happen in England anyway, wouldn't it? More beef. Someone said, some want. player once said, when Antonio Conte shouts at you, his words assault you. Assault you? Yeah. There's that, there's, there's that wonderful line that uh, he had uh, towards the end of the first season at Juventus on Buffon, wasn't it? Where they were, uh, Buffon was approaching him very nicely after they'd already won the title before the final game of an unbeaten season and uh, said to him, is it okay if we talk about bonuses? And Conte turns around to him and goes, every time you open your mouth, you're a disappointment to me. Um, <laughs> to move on. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> oh my goodness me, that's brilliant. Rob Holding complaining about the foul given for Adama Traore. He's built like a big sh- brick shit house. <laughs> How's he gone I down like that? That, that was a that. classic. Great accent to that as well, which oh. made it better. Tuchel was good the other night, I thought, with Timo Werner. I mean, that's a, ni- <laughs> that's a nice little trailer for the way it's eventually going to go yeah, at Chelsea. Guys, that's what Some the guys were saying yesterday. So you didn't have yeah. to speak yes. German to understand that. You yeah. don't have to. This, is, this was the context of the SMR thing. Yeah. Martin Tyler's M's SMR it's, has, it's, has been something that people feel is good about this iteration of football. So Kate, why don't you have a go at describing to our listeners what ASMR is? Well, you said it's like a sexual thing. <laughs> don't put it back on me. I want you to explain your understanding of it. Uh, no, you don't want It's to. like words no. that turn people... No, it's like a tone of voice that turns people on. I, 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 don't, I don't actually know. What? Brassel? You made up like you knew. What, like John Watson? So no one knows. <laughs> I, think, I think more broadly with Martin Tyler, he, sadly, he's not, he's not the commentator he once was. And I think we need to we need to establish and accept that as well because it's been a shame, um, but it happens to everyone. It happened to me about five years ago. It's one of those things. Mm. Now you're pushing fifty. Yeah, quite. Yeah. On the upside, pushing for quite a distance uh, <laughs> <laughs> with, with a pole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the upside, the players are apparently, according to a study from the University of Salzburg, the players are actually much more calm without fans. Um, apparently, arguments have decreased by four point seven percent. I yeah. thought people would be less inclined to simulate or to like exaggerate their injuries but I don't think that has turned out to be the case I, th- I think that is true ah. but in the penalty box all bets are off yeah exactly right you've got to go down like a seal yeah I mean Morata did that a few times last night I mean, oh, it's, it's funny someone a, a work colleague yesterday showed me a picture of um, it, was, it, was, it was an old match from I think it was the Czech Republic in the 80s and it had a massive penalty box in it, you know, when you've got the edges of the penalty box are almost touching, yeah, the the the, the touchline, yeah. And I remember thinking, a my old school pitch like that looked yeah. like that, same. And b the penalty box was fucking massive. Why didn't I dive more? Yes. in schoolboy <laughs> football, yeah, that, I, I, and that's so, why you're not an international. Yeah, that that'll be it. That'll be it. Too honest. I can remember. Um, this is a bit of a humble brag, so bear with me. Normally, <laughs> normally I just do brags, but um, I can remember. Exactly that at school. And I can mm. remember playing, when you play on Saturday pitches and Sunday pitches around uh, where I'm from in London, you don't realise exactly how much bigger the pitches are at, at the top level. We, we were invited to play at Wembley, right? Yeah. We played at Wembley in a game. And honestly... It's impossible crossing the... Like, the walking yeah, across the gap, is exhausting. No, but the gap between the top of the penalty area and the centre circle 
I just couldn't stop laughing at how much it was. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So I know someone, some boffin is going to email in and say, actually, all pictures are the same size. They're fucking They're not. not. No, no, no. They're definitely not. That's a known thing. Like, because I've, I've, humble brag, played on White Hot Lane yeah. um, back in the day. And that was famously smaller, wasn't it, as well? Oh, they are, no, mm. the professional ones between themselves are within a certain amount of parameters now. Yeah. But the difference between them and a amateur pitch that you see down the road. I'm with you. It, I think is completely different. But anyway, that's, anyway, that's a slight diversion. Before we head off into the sunset, uh, let's have a little word on Mark Noble, because he has announced that this season is going to be, he's going to be retiring at the end of the season, uh, 2022. Yeah, one year extension, I think. Yeah. One year extension. Yeah. Sorry, that just sounds like some mythical future future date but friends <laughs> yeah. that is the world we're living in he's yes yeah, so he signed a one-year deal and he said that that's going to be that's going to be it for him he wrote a letter to the fans to confirm that he will be leaving West Ham he says it sounds like he sort of wanted to go kind of didn't really want to go I've also had conversations with the manager it's clear that he and the club want to build something and continue to take the football club forward in a positive way blah, blah, blah. he goes on to say that he's going to keep you know, giving his all for the for the club. So is he basically season. sorry? Is he basically getting the one year extension so fans will be back in? I when guess he, so. He quits. Yeah. He's had three starts this season, and he's obviously not he, he's not a regular anymore. But what a seven he's been for that oh, club! That's Eighteen years. That's something to really look forward to next season, don't, yes. don't you think? The fact that that he gets he's, his... he's not going to play all the time, but at some point, just at some point, Little. he's going to have a moment. He's going to have a Dwayne Wade buzzer beater against Golden State Warriors. <laughs> It's going to be amazing. I also think that um, it's great that he is from down the road, obviously born in Canning Town. One club man, you don't see that very much anymore. Um, that that does mean something and it should mean it something. Um, he deserves a huge amount of credit for the service he's given to that club, but also to play that many appearances. I think with the exception of two seasons, I think one of those at the very start of his career, he was in the Premier League the whole time, um, which is amazing for him. And one thing that also goes um, overlooked, I think, is the influence he's had on Declan Rice, who you guys were waxing lyrical about yesterday. He's had an amazing season. Got he's, the world is at his feet, Declan Rice. He's brilliant. He can do everything. Um, he's said that Mark Noble has been a massive influence on him. Mm. He's, he's, he's kept him on the straight and narrow, looked after him, shown him the way. And so I'm sure, I don't know what Mark Noble's going to do after he, he finishes playing, but um, it would be amazing if he could stay in the game somehow because he obviously loves the club and loves the game. And if you haven't read the letter that he wrote to the West Ham fans, um, I would recommend you read it. It's touching. It's take, it's a long old letter. He obviously means a lot of, of everything of what he says and it's a very touching read. So in the world of football that can be quite cutthroat and quite heartless in places, it's a nice little uh, island of uh, solace among that. So I'd recommend you read that as well. It seems to imply as well that he'll be heavily involved in the academy at the very least. And Great. Of course, his son is there, Lenny. Um, yeah, he's a man who's threaded through the history of West Ham and of course led them out uh, in their final game at Upton Park uh-huh. back in 2016. He's been great. Congrats, Mark. And mm. I hope he gets a proper send-off like Brass is saying. Yeah. We'll give him one on the ramble as well. Why yeah, damn right. Yeah. Don't, don't use all your material, you Luke. We'll be back to this. Uh, let's give you a big old send-off now. It's it's time for us... Never come back. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be fired out of a cannon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, out of a catapult <laughs> with Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> is that the best use of Luke Moore? Yeah. No, Discuss maybe. right in. Show at footballramble.com. Tomorrow we've got Marcus, Andy and Vish in your ears. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Brass. Goodbye. Bye from me. Obviously. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>